It is 5 o'clock somewhere, and you've tuned into Season 2, Episode 10 of BRC. For those of you who'd like to watch this episode, I highly recommend it. You can view Season 2 on our website, YouTube, and Spotify. Today, in our Tales from the Still segment, I speak with Christophe Nemier about his high-end brand of Armagnac. Then later in the show, Chef Louise Leonard stops by to talk about her recent trip to Europe and how that inspired her pairing with Cardinal de Tour. Stay with us. There's nothing better than the smell of coffee in the morning. What if you could enjoy a coffee subscription of fresh, roasted specialty coffee while making a difference in the lives of the farmers that grow it? What if you also had access to a virtual coffee community of other coffee lovers and the coffee farmer and roaster? That's all part of the Farm to Cup Coffee Club subscription at Unleashed Coffee. Subscribe today. UnleashedCoffee.com Hello, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it is that you're tuning into the show today. Today on the show, I have Christophe Neymar. I'm probably saying that wrong, so I'll let Christophe introduce himself shortly. He is um, the founder of a Armagnac company called Cardinal de Four, and it is gorgeous. I met uh, Christophe actually last year at a Oscar uh, Oscar party gifting suite lounge, and I got to taste this wonderful nectar. Um, so I thought it was about time we had him on the show so he could tell us all about um, Armagnac, because we haven't had an Armagnac on the show. And uh, Christoph, tell me, um, first of all, I'll let you say your name properly, because I'm sure I'm massacring it. And then, no, no, uh, you did good. <laughs> good. <Very> good. <laughs> um, so tell me, what has your spirit's journey been? And when you were a wee little lad, did you ever think that you would be heading up an Armagnac company? Not really, actually. At the beginning, um, I was really a big fan of, uh, of Cognac. You know, I was also working for a Cognac brand. And uh, so the beginning, my dream was really to create a, a new Cognac brand. So I actually flew to Cognac and visited uh, Coppola Distilleries. But I rapidly realized that uh, I could never get my hands on a very, very high quality eau de vie. Because, you know, as you know, the Cognac region has been really developed. And all the top, I would say, producers are selling their eau de vie to the big houses that we all know very well. So my other options was to go check out Armagnac. And when I went to Armagnac, honestly, it was a haha moment. Um, when I visited uh, the region, I, was, I fell in love with the region. I fell in love with the people. Uh, and I was very lucky. I was introduced to uh, the biggest negotiant house in Armagnac, so which, you know, pretty much... Uh, uh, control 20% of the reserves of Armagnac. So when I met with uh, the owner of this uh, negotiant house, that was my first question. I was like, what can I get my hands on? Because in order for me to compete, I think at the highest level, uh, I wanted to make sure I can get my hands on the best of the best eau de vie possible. And when I went there, he kind of smiled at me and he opened six different cellars full of eau de vie from the late 1800s until, until wow. now. And he was like, everything is for sale here. So I was like, oh, wow. wow. And when we started to barrel test uh, different eau de vie that wasn't even touched at all, you know, like eau de vie that was like 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, um, I was blown away, blown away by the quality of those eau de vie. And I was like, okay, I can really deliver a product that can compete at the highest level. And and how long ago was that? that you so that was in 2000, uh, end of 2017. Okay. And now, for those of us who don't know much about Armagnac, 
um, what's the difference between Ar- Armagnac and Cognac? And then what, what is the, the, um, the makeup of the recipe? Uh, of course. Yeah. So the differences between Armagnac and Cognac, uh, are very slim, actually. It's a very similar product. Uh, the differences is mostly on the, uh, distillation process. So in Cognac, they double distill. So it's distilled with a pot still, which they distill at a higher content alcohol. Uh, Armagnac, it's a one-time distill through an alembic. Uh, so it's uh, a continuous still. So you distill slower, but at a lower content alcohol. So you retrieve more character and more matière, as we call it. Okay. And then the other difference is that uh, is with the grapes that we use to make the, uh, the, the eau de vie. So in Cognac, they only use one grape, which is called Uni Blanc. Uh, in Armagnac, we are allowed to use 10 different grapes, but oh, technically wow. to this day, um, what's available, it's four grapes. So most blends have four different grapes. Uh, so it's Uni Blanc as well as Cognac, uh, Fol Blanche, uh, Colombard, and Baco Blanc. Baco Blanc is actually an hybrid that was created after the Phylloxera. So it's a very uh, resistant uh, grape. Uh, so for example, Cardinal Dufour has Four, four of those grapes blended together. Wow. And what color are these grapes? So they're all white. So it's a white, white grape. Okay. So it starts as a white grape. Uh, you make a low alcohol, high acid wine, and then you distill those wine. So you go from 8 to 10% content alcohol to, you know, 60, 64% content alcohol in one time, in one distillation. Wow. Cool. So when you went out there and you found this guy with all of these great uh, with all of his great stuff, how long did it take from 2017 to uh, when you had your first product on the on the shelf? So it took me two years to build everything. Uh, so when I went there and I realized that, okay, the ODV are there, the product is there to create something really amazing. Then I wanted to obviously come up with a really cool name that is compelling and that people can um, understand and have a great story. So I started to read about uh, the Armagnac category and read about, you know, the history of Armagnac. And this gentleman, Cardinal Dufour, actually came back all the time. And even when I was checking the uh, the website of all the top uh, Armagnac brands in Armagnac, they always talk about Cardinal Dufour being a pioneer in the in the Armagnac region. So basically, he was a priest from the Armagnac region, uh, dating back to 1300, so over oh, wow. 700 years ago. And sometimes people don't realize that Armagnac is 200 years older than Cognac. You know, Cognac is 500 years old. Armagnac is 700 years old. And this wow. gentleman was a priest, uh, so in 13. Hundreds, so like over 700 years ago at the beginning, beginning of the Armagnac category. And you know, at that time, it was still middle age. So there was a lot of things to discover. And this gentleman was a priest, became cardinal, and he was a luminary. He was a scientist. He was writing books on knowledge, enlightenment, and so on. And in 1310, he actually wrote a book saying that Armagnac has 40 different virtues. So, wow. you know, back then in middle age, they were using alcohol as a medicine. I mean, we still do to this day. We just drink a little bit better now. Yeah. Uh, so, but the book that he wrote in 1310 happens to be the first evidence of distillation in France and even in the world. And wow. the book that he wrote in 1310 happens to be uh, at the Vatican Library in Rome. And it's oh, wow. been there since the 16th century. So, you know, at the beginning when I saw the name and we realized that it could be a really cool name because it's basically 
what Cardinal Dufour is to spirit is what Dom Perignon is to champagne. You know, Dom Perignon didn't invent the champagne, but he was there at the beginning. He was a pioneer uh, at the beginning of the, you know, of when champagne happened by accident, you know. And um, an Armagnac, actually, uh, Cardinal Dufour uh, was the, the pioneer, was the person who actually brought the first evidence of distillation. So that's actually a pretty cool, compelling story. So when I was in Armagnac, actually, and I was working on the blend, uh, some local people asked me how I'm going to call it. And when I told them Cardinal Dufour at the beginning, everybody thought that there's no way you get that name. You know, they yeah. thought that the name was protected. Probably thought that, you know, it's not going to be able to use the name. But, you know, everything checked out. He was a priest. He became cardinal. No kids, no descendants. The name hasn't been used for 700 years. Uh, so we were able to trademark the name in less than a year. Wow. So after that, we felt like, okay, we're up to something. We have the eau de vie. We have the quality of the product. We have a very, very interesting name and an interesting story. So from there, we were like, okay, now we have to develop a brand new design. And so that's why we work really hard to come up with that design, which is a timeless design. And it was very important to come up with a design that would be timeless in a way that in a hundred years, I think that this design of a bottle is going to still be cool. And um, so that's what we did. We developed this uh, this new uh, design and we also got a design patent on that, uh, on that bottle. It's a gorgeous bottle. And I love this emblem here. It's like, I kind of want to like peel it off the bottle when, when I'm done with it. But then again, I also want to keep the bottle. And then I love that it's the whole cardinal hat on the top. Exactly. So you see the bottle kind of looks like a cardinal. If you look at it, it looks like a person. Yeah. That was the trying to stay in the, uh, you know, in the luxury trademark and get a really cool timeless design. That was the, that was the key. Did you launch it here in America first or did you launch it in France first or, or somewhere else? No, I actually fell in love with uh, the whole industry, the hospitality industry when I came to the U.S. Uh, I came in the U.S. in 2001, so pretty much 20 years ago. Uh, and I was just graduated. I got my bachelor degree and I didn't want to work in France. And I was like, okay, I don't speak English. Let's just go check out Los Angeles, see what's up. And I came here and I started to work with a friend of mine who was co-owning a restaurant. And I really loved the... Uh, you know, I just loved the, the life here in Los Angeles. And uh, so I never left, you know, since I came, um, you know, I actually co-invested money into a restaurant business. And I realized rapidly that I didn't know enough about wine and spirits. People thought that I knew a lot because I'm French. And you can tell after 22 years, I still have a thick French accent. Yeah. Uh, so people always assume that you know so well about, uh, so knowledgeable about food, wine and spirits. But, you know, I was just learning. And I really fell in love and I went through uh, three different schools to become an advanced sommelier. Oh, nice. And from there, I uh, started to work for uh, some liquor brands. So I worked for Grey Goose for like seven years. And then I worked also for um, uh, Remy Martin, like uh, Louis XIII. So I really fell in love with those luxury products. So I learned from two of the best luxury French products. And it was always a dream, honestly, to create my own brand of, of liquor. And, but it always feels a little bit inaccessible. It feels like, okay, this is just a dream. You can't really uh, create your own brand. And, uh, and one day I decided to take the leap of faith and uh, I was like, okay, I think I have the connections. I have the knowledge now to create a brand. And I have also, you know, the right network to, you know, start the brand and try to create the buzz on, on the brand. So I was like, okay, if I don't do it now, I will never do it. And so I sold my house and, uh, and, and, I, and I went all in. 
Very cool. So how much um, do you get to go? I mean, I know you were just in France recently, but do you get to go and, and taste all the barrels and, and kind of help them blend what you want into, into these batches? Or Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the, uh, at the beginning from 2018 to 2020, for the first two years, I was going back to France at least five, six times a year. And I was very um, involved in selecting the eau de vie and as well as the blending. Uh, of course, I got, uh, I got help from uh, some of the cellar masters there. Uh, but uh, I had in my mind uh, some flavor profile that I wanted to, uh, to recreate. And I always kept in mind also working for the, the top, top cognac in, uh, in the world, pretty much. I was very lucky to always test uh, the best eau de vie, the best uh, product from that region. So I always kept this in mind, you know, this opulence, this depth, this complexity that you, you can get from those eau de vie. So when I went to Armagnac, I realized I can find the similar eau de vie that has the similar characteristics. Uh, the key is to find eau de vie that complements each other. Uh, if you get too many eau de vie that uh, uh, have the same characteristics, they're going to compete against each other and it's not going to become harmonious. So that's why the, the, what's very important is to understand um, that and to select eau de vie that have different characteristics. So in my mind at the beginning, I wanted to get a certain type of floral, a certain type of dry fruit characteristic, a certain type of spices, a certain type of finish. And I wanted to get this really kind of light, um, uh, I would say opulence, but at the same time uh, with no sugar and no caramel. So actually that's what it is. So if you look at the bottle, it says 21 on it. So it means that the youngest eau de vie in the blend has been aged 21 years old. Uh, the oldest is 43 years old. Uh, so if you do the average based on the volume of the blend is actually a 30 years old product. Uh, the big innovation behind the product is that there is no sugar and no caramel added. So that's actually the challenge, you know, because uh, most blends have sugar at the end, which, you know, it's uh, really helps, you know, kind of making the blend round and harmonious. And it also helps to recreate the same exact kind of flavor profile. When you don't use any sugar, it's uh, you really have to make sure that each eau de vie you are selecting is clean super yeah. clean because when you start blending it with other eau de vie if one of them has the slight little problem then during the alchemy or when the product gets together uh it will amplify the fault and and then you you know your blend's not going to be good and you won't be able to to sell it you know yeah that was the way the challenge but i i feel like we we were able to deliver it took two years honestly to make the blend and we were very careful of uh choosing the right eau de vie. So that was really a, a key key to the to the success of the product, in my opinion. Well, I think it's time we have a little taste. You have, you have yours oh, with you? Yeah. Yes. Okay. If you look at it, if you look at the color, you can see it's a very soft, brilliant amber color. Mm -hmm. so the fact that there is no caramel, uh, this is a natural color of uh, a 30 years old product. Caramel actually brings the color and sugar brings the sweetness. So I love the legs on this too. It's nice and oily. Exactly. Nice and oily. And, uh, and it's, I think, a beautiful, brilliant amber color. So then after the best way is to kind of bring the glass to your nose back and forth. So you see, when you kind of far away from the glass, you get a lot of floral aromas. Yeah. So you get a lot of like jasmine, iris. And then as you get closer to your nose, you start getting all the dry food characteristics. So you get dried fig, cooked yeah. apple, 
a bit of apricot. And then when you get your nose a little bit deeper into the glass, you start getting all the spiciness, you know, like a cinnamon, a little bit of nutmeg. Oh, it's delicious. Thank you. And you see how light it is. It's very light mm -hmm. and opulent. It kind of evaporates in your mouth, but at the same time gives you a long finish with a lot of complexity and it keeps on giving. And honestly, when you drink a, a product of this caliber, the best way is to take your time. And because the, 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 the Armagnac is going to change. It's going to keep on giving even more and more. So the, uh, I think the main, more pronounced flavors are the dry fig, the cooked apple, there's a beautiful also um, a little bit salted caramel. Yeah, I'm definitely tasting all of that. Thank you. And the testing, see the finish has kind of a grip in the back of your throat. So you don't have this sugary coating that you will get with cognac, which really brings the Armagnac to the table. And it pairs so well with food because of that, because of the dry finish. And also the dry mm -hmm. finish has a little bit of cacao bean, like dark cacao bean. So the, which gives us a tiny little bitterness at the end. It's delicious. Oh, thank you. Oh, so we actually, so um, we actually okay. uh, got uh, five gold medals pretty much so far. So we have done many, many competitions, but uh, the one I'm most proud of is um, we get twice the gold medal in France. So oh, nice. the first one at the Concours General Agricole de Paris. So in 2019, the blend was just finished. We just reduced it to uh, 40% because when you work with those eau de vies, you actually work at cast strength. So we were working at eau de vie between 55 to 58% content alcohol. Then when we finished the blend, I think we were around like 56, 57% content alcohol. And then we reduced it slowly to 40%. This process usually takes a good eight, eight months. So we okay. just finished it to reduce it and the competition was happening. So we submitted the samples and had honestly didn't think we'll have win anything, you know, because we were in competition with all the blends at 20 years old and above since the blend was just created and didn't have a chance to sit and rest. Um, you know, I thought, okay, we have nothing to lose, but just let, let's, let's submit it. And we actually came on top and get the, the gold medal, which was pretty uh, amazing. And then we didn't submit it the next year because you can't. Uh, then the following year, it was actually COVID. So it was canceled. And we submitted again last year, 2022. And we again got the gold medal. So that nice. was, uh, yeah, that was very exciting. And we also get the gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirit competitions. And uh, we sent it, uh, we sent the bottle to Anthony Diaz Blue which is pretty much the, uh, the godfather of spirits in America is reviewing all the spirits and he gave us a 97 point, uh, double oh, gold. Nice. And at the end of his testing note, he said, perhaps the most refined Armagnac, uh, that I ever tested. It is delicious. It is absolutely delicious. Thank you. It's, uh, honestly, this is an Armagnac that is created to compete with the top, I would say brandy, cognacs. Uh, that, that was the idea, you know, it's not necessarily because you know how it is with the representation of Armagnac. Armagnac has been known in a way because of vintages, because of also sometimes cast strength. So it's delicious product, but in my opinion, it's a little bit hard for a normal person to enjoy it. You know, if you're obviously like a, like a connoisseur and you drink all those like cast proof, whiskeys and you're going to enjoy the, those products, but like uh, the normal 
general public will not necessarily enjoy uh, because it's too strong and too out of balance, in my opinion. You know, this is really balanced, very approachable for anybody. It is. It's absolutely gorgeous. So um, where can people find this to buy it? Um, and in what countries is it available in? So, so far, it's only available in America, only available in California, Miami, New York, New Jersey, and Las Vegas. So okay. that's the only um, state slash cities that we opened. And uh, we have a beautiful presence uh, in uh, Los Angeles with uh, like, I think, 25 different retailers. You know, from like like boutique retailers, from Wally's to um, Remedy to Mission Liquors uh, to High Time Wine Sellers. Uh, so we are working with them. And uh, New Jersey also a bunch of retailers. Uh, but what's really exciting, it's uh, for the on-premise for hotels and restaurants. We have so far, we're able to work with uh, Eric Ripper from Le Bernardin, you know, okay. three-star Michelin. We also work with Daniel Belloud, uh, who is a two-star Michelin in New York. We work also with Scott uh, Korean Steakhouse, who's a one-star Michelin. We work with Alain Ducasse, uh, Le Benoit. We've been working with like like five or six different Nobus between, um, you know, like Las Vegas, uh, California. Uh, what else? Um, also Mr. Cho, you know, okay. in Beverly Hills. I work with the Baccarat Hotel in New York. So we've really been focusing on, you know, introducing the brand to top, top, top high image enhancing um, accounts like uh, fine dinings and trendy places. And it's been going very well. You know, now we just have to keep on pushing and keep on, uh, you know, getting a distributor and, and, and have more salespeople, um, you know, in the market selling the product. That's great. So um, fortunately and unfortunately, I think, this all started kind of taking off during the, during the lockdown and the pandemic. So how did that um, shift what you were planning to do or how you had to launch your stuff? Oh yeah, that was definitely a, was a big blow because, um, you know, I was not expecting to uh, have my first container arriving uh, March of 2020. And then April of 2020, the whole California shut down for the whole year. So I couldn't get a meeting. I couldn't do a testing. I couldn't do an event. So yeah, it was uh, frustrating for lack of better words, <laughs> but uh, in a way, now that I look back, it's kind of a blessing in disguise because that whole year I was able to uh, spend online. So I was able to do a beautiful uh, website. I was able to also develop uh, my Instagram and Facebook uh, pages. And since I had time, we made sure all the pictures were pristine. So we really uh, developed a very nice presence online. Uh, throughout that, uh, that that first year. And now that we've been uh, going, selling the product and meeting with people, at least now when they Google the brand, it looks like, you know, we've been around for longer and it looks like the brand has more cachet than, than if, for example, I was just going and selling and doing testings, I would have probably not have spent as much time online and I would have not paid as much attention of, you know, the quality of the pictures. Uh, so I think now, he, you know, when I look back, it's it's, it's a good thing. That's very cool. Everything on the bottle on everything that you see on the box has a meaning. Uh, so that was very important also for us to make sure that we have a really strong architecture of brands with a compelling story, with core values and brand identity and all that. Uh, so if you look at um, below the number 21, so I explain what the, the blend is all about, but below we call it 21 Rebellion. So why Rebellion? 
so you can see there's a kind of a religious aspect behind the brand with the cardinal. So the meaning of the number 21 in the Bible is actually rebellion and sin. So we call it rebellion because it's a rebellion of Armagnac towards Cognac, you know, since Armagnac always has been a shadow of Cognac for pretty much 500 years. And actually, the only reason why Armagnac has been a shadow of Cognac for so long is because there was not a close by river. So the big investment were made uh, in the Cognac region because at that time, also Cognac, it's, it's a much bigger region. So there's more opportunities. But um, the fact that it's a close by river, it was easier to move the product through the river to England and Europe and all those different countries. Uh, so Armagnac is more inland. Uh, so back then, now we don't have this problem anymore, but back then it was really difficult to move the Armagnac. So that's why they, they, there was a heavy investment made into the Cognac region. And then for the big brands in Cognac, doesn't make any sense to promote a new category, which is Armagnac, which has, in my opinion, as good or even better eau de vie, even better product than Cognac, which will compete directly with their cognac with a different, you know, category that needs awareness and marketing and needs, you know, a lot of love to be able to get this, uh, this awareness into the, into the market. Yeah. That was the reason. Uh, so then after that, what do you think the emblem is? Any, any, um, oh, any guess? Um, well, it kind of looks like a manhole cover, but I know that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, he was a French priest. Uh, he became cardinal, so he was actually going to the Vatican a lot to assist the Pope. Uh, so I was trying to find a connection between France and Italy because of that. Okay. And so I flew to the Vatican, and when I visited the Vatican, you know, from room to room, when you look up, you see those beautiful domes, those beautiful ceilings, you know, from... Okay made so it kind of triggered my uh, my interest but what really convinced me is that i don't know if you had a chance to go to rome in italy nope. but the pantheon in downtown rome so the pantheon is actually a temple that was built over 2000 years ago and when you step inside the pantheon you can see the world's largest and reinforced concrete dome in the entire world so it's really wow. mind-blowing and when i step inside the pantheon i just had this haha moment i was like okay this is it this is what the emblem should should be, you know, because the, plus the, the temple was built to honor all gods. So I was like, oh, this is perfect, you know, because it's kind of a, you know, Christian kind of feel because of the cardinal. So having a, the emblem inspired by a temple that was built over 2000 years ago uh, and that was built to honor all gods, I felt like it was a really nice, cool story to take, you know, and around the dome, you can see three different words written in Latin. So you see harmonia, illuminatio, and admiratio. So those are the core values of the brand that we wrote in Latin. And the reason why we wrote it in Latin is that in 1310, when Cardinal Dufour wrote that book, which happens to be the first evidence of distillation in France and in the world, he actually wrote it in Latin. You know, so to bring authenticity to the emblem, we thought that it will make sense to write it in Latin. So harmonia, that's harmony, the harmony of the blend. So we went to find those key musical notes, which are the eau de vie, to put them together to create an harmonious blend, which give us also a pillar to do collaboration with music, pop, hip hop, and rock and roll. Then illuminatio means uh, alightment. So we are pulling the light on the Armagnac region, which always has been a shadow of cognac which also give us a pillar to talk about the 700 years of history, the French savoir-faire, and all those beautiful products coming out of that region. 
And the last one, admiratio, means wonder. So when you see the bottle, you see the packaging, you wonder what it is. It's mysterious. So basically, that's uh, the story of the brand. And if you look at behind the emblem, there's a message in the bottle. So there's actually a cool little discovery, uh, especially when you drink the bottle and the liquid goes below the dome because suddenly he appears, he pops in gold and red. So when the liquid, you can barely see it, but then it really pops. You see when oh, you yeah. drink a little bit more of Armagnac and the liquid goes below and it says Cardinal Dufour is the harmony of enlightenment and wonder, which That's is the great. mission of the brand. That is awesome. So how much does a bottle of this cost retail? So retail, it depends on the retailer, but it goes between 400 and 500. A bottle. That's amazing. It's definitely worth every penny. It is so good. Thank you. And so we've Christoph, been doing... what's, what's your what's your five year plan? My five year plan. Oh, I'm you know right now I'm hoping that I can uh, secure uh, a pretty big distributors, uh, so I can uh, segment all the markets and uh, and you know get to work with all the sales rep and go around and introduce the brand and and sell the brand, train the some ambassadors and some sales rep to, 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 to learn about the Armagnac category and, and be able to talk, uh, and explain this beautiful product and, uh, and, and, and sell, 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 sell as much as we can. So do you plan to make any other expressions or, um, get involved with any other type of spirit for your life? Yes. Uh, so right now, um, I'm actually, uh, working on, uh, releasing, uh, some, uh, miniature. So I want to recreate a replica, like a hundred ml of um, the the product. Uh, so a complete replica. So which will be great because we can use it for like five star hotels, all the mini bars, like the private jets, the first class, and you know we can also use it as a, as a gift, you know, to send for marketing purposes to like journalists. So that's uh, in the pipeline, and I'm also working. I cannot really tell what it is yet. Uh, but we're working on a very old limited editions uh, that uh, will be very old eau de vie, like really exceptional eau de vie that we want to um, release in uh, in the near future. Nice. Very nice. Another thing that we did also that is, I think, really cool, we've been uh, collaborating with a uh, buzzing uh, artist, really, okay. really well-known buzzing artist. And the last one that we partner with, his name is Shen Gufok. Uh, so we created, uh, so every year we support a City Harvest in, in New York. So City Harvest, it's a food bank pretty much that have been raising money to supply food for all the New Yorkers in need. And this, uh, this charity has a huge following with all the top chefs in New York. Uh, so last year, it was the first year that we were involved with them and uh, we were uh, part of the uh, live auction package with Eric Ripper, which is the, the chef, the three-star Michelin chef of Le Bernardin in New York. And uh, so last year, we partnered with a different artist. His name was James Peter Henry. And we were part of the package where it was an in-home dinner experience for 20 people. So nice. Eric Ripper and his team, um, you know, goes to the, to the house to prepare uh, a dinner. And, uh, we created a one of a kind painted bottle of Cardinal Dufour that was actually also added to that, to that, uh, package. And during the live auction, um, John Legend, who is a friend of Eric Ripper, actually, uh, got up and went on stage and offered to sing at the dinner as well. So he oh, added wow. actually another 
kind of a bonus on top of it. And uh, so I think during the live auction, we were around like $800,000 for the package, which is already wow. incredible. And uh, John Legend came and the whole package sold for $1.2 million. Wow. So that was like, absolutely incredible i was so proud to be part of that and uh, so that was amazing we did it again this year with a different artist his name is shen gufok so we are part also of a, of a three-star michelin dinner uh, so three different chefs from uh, from new york so it was marcus glocker uh, from um, uh, coloman that was uh, Emma. Okay, you know what? Maybe I, we need to re-record that because it's, <laughs> I, I forgot their name. But uh, um, but technically, so if, if I show you um, a kind of product, so an example of a one-of-a-kind painted bottle is this one by Shen Gufok. So if you see, open it. So you see the box like this that is painted. Then, voila. Wow. That's gorgeous. Is it painted on the back also? It, yeah, it's painted on the back as well. Let me show you. Wow, that's beautiful. So actually, uh, Shen Gufok is a very, very established painter. He's uh, only 60 years old and he's already selling painting a quarter of a million dollars to half a million dollars. So that's really, really rare, actually, when you're still alive, I guess, for an artist. And uh, he had a French auction in Paris two weeks ago, and one of his paintings sold for 480000 Wow. So, yeah, he's, uh, I was very lucky to be introduced to this gentleman, and uh, he fell in love with the brand. He fell in love with the story. And um, so it was kind of a natural fit for us to, uh, to work together. So there's this one. There's another one that I'm going to show you from James Peter Henry. It's also incredible. So as I mentioned to you, you know, Cardinal Dufour wrote the first evidence of distillation, dating back to 1310, so over 700 years ago. But uh, the book that he wrote is today at the Vatican Library in Rome, and it's been there since the 16th century. So we were able to get copies of the first evidence of distillation. Wow. And what this artist did, he actually took the copies of the first evidence of distillation and he actually sticked it on the bottle. So that's what oh, you wow. see. He sticked the, uh, so he glue, kind of glued the uh, first evidence of distillation pages really cool. on the bottle and then he painted on top. So this one is also pretty incredible. If you look at it, this. So look at this thing. Wow. That's beautiful. Oh, look at that hat. Oh, I love it. In the back, yeah. So we, we are going to use those bottles for like charity purposes because they can uh, definitely have a beautiful story and they're one of a kind. So they are. Um, another thing I would love to actually uh, mention also that is really cool that uh, what we did, we did a partnership with uh, Delage. Have you ever heard of Delage? <laughs> So Delage, from the 1920s to 1960s, there was two top luxury car companies in France. So there okay. was Bugatti and Delage. And in the 60s, the brand kind of died in a way because they stopped manufacturing cars for the general public. And they were really focusing on racing and collectible uh, cars. 
And uh, recently, this gentleman from France uh, refunded the brand and relaunched the brand and is a huge Formula One uh, fan. And uh, so what he decided to do, he decided to create 30 supercars that looks like a Formula One that will be street legal and that will be the fastest street legal car in the world. Wow. So I was lucky to be introduced to the CEO of the company. His name is Laurent Tapi. And... Uh, we talked for a good hour on the phone and uh, I explained to him my vision behind the brand, my vision behind like, you know, creating a lot of awareness behind Armagnac. And he really loved the story. And, um, you know, the fact is was also relaunching a new brand, like a, you know, like a really old French brand. He felt like it was a good fit for us to partner together. So what we did, we created uh, some limited editions, Cardinal Dufour, Pour de l'âge. So, Cardinal Dufour for de l'âge. So, we, uh, so he created 30 supercars. So, we created 30 limited editions, uh, that will be given as a gift to each car buyer. And on the side, we created 88 uh, limited editions to sell to the general public. So, I would say uh, more like, uh, aficionados and more like co car collectors. So, let me show you what it looks like. It's actually a pretty cool bottle as well oh wow it's a different totally different box yeah so yeah it's a blue box so if you look at it it's like cdf pour de large and then the box you can see if you want to do this show it like this that's pretty definitely a little race car feel exactly and you see the bottle so it's the same bottle uh, we actually did, if you know, if you see it, like the engraving at the bottom, I don't know if you see it. Uh, so we did 88 of them. So that will be, uh, sold, uh, to car collectors. And the good news is that, uh, Delage just officially, uh, going to be participating into les 24 heures du Mans. I don't know if you're familiar with les 24 heures du Mans. So it's a big race, uh, in France and very prestigious race. And, uh, Delage is going to be part of it, uh, this year. Wow, so that that's was, very cool. uh, yeah, yeah. So that was really cool that, uh, they actually, um, thriving in the right direction, you know? Where can people find you if they want to, you know, uh, invest or invite you to, you know, be. Yeah, they can always reach out to me through Instagram, Cardinal Dufour, uh, or through my website, uh, cardinaldufour.com, um, or through LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Christophe Neymar. They can, um, even write Cardinal Dufour are probably going to pop up and, you know, so they can easily reach out to me through those different uh, channels. Well, Christophe, thank you again. And um, I can't wait to hear more as the time goes on and what other collaborations you put together. And um, I look forward to seeing your new products as well. Thank you very much. Likewise, look forward to connecting again and uh, chatting more about, uh, you know, Cardinal Dufour and other products. World of Wheezy is up next. Stay with us. Like what you've seen on BRC? Want to see more? Experience more? And maybe even taste more? Then head over to our Kofi site and become a member of the Barrel Room Parlor. By choosing the Copper Level membership, you'll have exclusive access to videos related to topics discussed on the podcast and blog posts for members only. As an Amber member level, you'll enjoy everything from our Copper Level as well as various spin-off series including The Cutting Room Floor and Kindred Spirits. In addition, the Amber membership includes exclusive discounts to live in-person events. 
To join, visit www.barrelroomchronicles.com and click on Become a Member in the navigation bar. Or go straight to our Kofi site at ko-fi.com slash brc and click on the membership link. Once you've joined, you'll have access to everything your chosen level has to offer. You'll even be able to participate with the show by commenting on videos and other posts. Don't wait. Sign up today for exclusive content and event discounts in the Barrel Room Parlor. Louise, it is so great to have you in-house today. How are you? I'm awesome. Fantastic. So I poured us a little bit of this Armagnac that I got from Kristoff that is so lovely, in my opinion. Um, so why don't you take a little sniff? Oh, my. Right? It's got a little sweet... Perfume. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Delicious. Takes me back to France, which I just came back from, by the way. Very nice. Yes. We uh, had our 11-year anniversary wow. trip. You know, we walk a bridge every, every year, year for our anniversary. It's our little tradition. So Because you walked the Brooklyn Bridge at your wedding. Correct. Yes. We got married on the Brooklyn Bridge. That's awesome. So every year, that's been our tradition. So this year, I'm like, let's do it big. We went to London for a week. Then we went to France for a week. We went to Paris. Nice. And so many bridges. I mean, in Paris, of course, Pont Neuf. Um, on our actual anniversary day, we were in London. You and, had to do the London Bridge. Well, the first, the actual London Bridge, you know, is it really like Arizona bridge. or Nevada? Yeah, they or, moved it. They moved it. Yeah. No. So what they call the London Bridge now is a whatever bridge. We did walk across it, but it's it's just a whatever bridge. The bridge that we walked on our anniversary was the Tower Bridge. Oh, nice. The Tower Bridge is, that's the that's one the that one has with the, tower. the double. Yeah. Yes, that one is gorgeous. And we also walked the Westminster Bridge, which gives you this like beautiful backdrop of Big Ben. Um, and then we walked all sorts of other little bridges that I don't even remember what the names of them were. I mean, the Thames, you know. Runs for runs, a long way. Yeah, so, it's got a lot yeah. of bridges. Yeah, a lot of bridges. So, um, so this is like bringing me back to this lovely excursion that I just had. It's very nice. So, when you were in Paris, and you just said that this reminded you of France, which well, I mean, it's French, it's Armagnac. Yeah, I mean, um, was there to something state the obvious? That's why. Yes, was there something there that you would totally pair this with? Well, you know, oddly enough, I mean. I don't know. I feel like when you're in Paris, every single thing you eat, even if it's just like the baguette from the corner is delicious, right? But what I was actually thinking of pairing this with um, was something that I had in London. So oh. we went to St. John's restaurant. I'm sure many of your listeners know this place. Um, it is amazing. And so we did. we had our anniversary um, lunch, you know, we had bone marrow and we had fish and we had all, you know, we had all the things, right? But when it came to dessert, we were both kind of full and didn't really know what to do. And on their menu, they have an Eccles cake, which is really not a cake. It's more of a pastry and it's really not sweet and it's not even very dessert-like, but that is always something that I look for because I don't have much of a sweet tooth. So an Eccles cake is basically a flaky pastry. Okay. 
that is filled with a currant, dried currant filling Ooh. that has all of the warm spices that remind you of a fruit cake at Christmas. Okay. And I know some people are like, ew, gross. I'm sorry, you're wrong. That's delicious. Well, so is this. Yeah. It's very, it's very fruity. <laughs> exactly. And so the Eccles, that's what an Eccles cake is. It's round like a little hockey puck. It's not even pretty to look at, but it's very delicious. And it's traditionally served with a big slice of cheese, specifically Lancashire cheese. Okay. So you get this kind of savory, sweet thing going on. And honestly, the only thing that we were missing was this I, or something along these lines. But yeah, so my pairing with this Armagnac would be the Eccles cake, Lancashire cheese from St. John in London. That sounds great. <laughs> Book your flight mm, now. To that. Mm. Mm. Well, thanks, Louise. As always, it's great to get your opinion on pairings and food flavors. Of course. Um, and next time we have you, we're going to be talking about, I can't Ooh. say, but we're going to have a good time. Okay. It's good to see you. Good to see you, my friend. <laughs> For more information about Cardinal DeFore Armagnac, please visit www.barrelroomchronicles.com for today's show notes. That does it for today's show. To read notes on this episode or learn more about our guests, please visit BarrelRoomChronicles.com. Want to interact with the show or have questions for our guests? Then ask them on our socials or send us an email through our website. Or better yet, leave us a voicemail on our website and your recording might be played in our new Speakeasy segment. If you like what you've heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. If you really liked it and you want to show your support, buy us a whiskey through our Kofi site at ko-fi.com slash BRC or become an exclusive member of the Barrel Room Parlor, where you'll get exclusive content not seen anywhere else. If you work in the whiskey or spirits industry or just have a deep passion for whiskey and want to share your spirits journey, register to be a guest through our website. Last but not least, please enjoy your spirits responsibly. Thanks for joining me. Until next time, Salangeva. Barrel Room Chronicles is a production of First Real Entertainment and is distributed by Spotify for podcasters and is available on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Amazon, and wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts.